Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Nonsense Review. I'm your host as always, Devon, and joining me equally as always is Rick. Happy New Year. This is the second New Year episode, Rick. Damn you. I'm foolish. I retract my Happy New Year. Have a sad New Year. (laughs) Aw, boo. I am booing you. But yes, today we're going to jump into a fun little cartoon that me and Rick have both been chomping at the bit to watch, known as The Ghost and Molly McGee. Yep, if you've been paying attention during our preambles over over Halloween mostly, we were looking forward to this, and then it didn't come out on Disney+, and then it just dropped like last week. And we've even abstained from watching it for an entire week, because I I literally pestered Rick like the day after we did Book of Boba, and like, oh, Oh, do you just want to do this this week? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're quite excited. We're quite excited. But for those of you who are new to the podcast, you probably aren't aware, but what we like to do before we jump into the review is to just briefly touch on a few things that have happened during the week, not to mention personal things that we've experienced and enjoyed. Maybe hated, but hopefully not. So to that end, Rick, how's your week been, buddy? Well, a little bit behind the curtain, the New Year's episode was recorded before New Year's and uploaded after New Year's, and this is the first episode that recording after New Year's itself. On New Year's Day, I got locked out of the house and had to spend the evening and, well, I spent I spent the night, the early hours of the morning, in the car. At least you have a phone and a heater. Well, I had a phone, but the person I called had left the phone in a different room and was spark out light drunk. Oh, well, I just, I just meant that you could at least play games and talk to people on your phone so you weren't, like... Left to the elements. I watched a decent amount of Amphibia. I'm halfway through season two now. <laughs> oh, is that why you got to the fucking Gravity Falls episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good show. It is, it is. But yeah, out in the wide world, Betty White has passed away. Well, that's one thing crossed off my list now. Yeah, yeah, she was one of the Golden Girls. And oh yeah, Djokovic has been, what would you call it? He fucked around and found out. He's been vocally anti-vax for the last two years. Claimed to have an exemption and then tried to get into Australia to play Smashball. I'm actually going to go ahead and assume that Djokovic didn't actually know that he didn't have a real exemption and I feel like his lawyers fucked him on this one. Maybe. Probably less his lawyers, probably more his quack doctors. Yeah, a uh... I didn't actually know this motherfucker was anti-vax so that makes the story a ten times funnier to me. It was one of those he was loudly proclaiming that he was refusing to say whether or not he was vaxxed, which is not something you say if you are. Oh, it's one of those annoying things where it's the culture we, we've been brought up in and that is, no you don't you don't have to listen to the people who know what they're talking about. You just listen to the famous people who don't know jack shit, but they're popular, so they must know stuff. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, an appeal to popularity. God damn. <laughs> I want to circle back to Betty White because we, we glossed over that in favour of talking about this fucking hilarious story about this brick in Australia. Yeah, she passed away on uh, New Year's Eve. She did. It was quite a shock, actually. There's a lot of magazines that fucked up as well because there was loads of articles going out bef- before she passed about Betty White at 100. And no, she wasn't quite yeah because her birthday's like middle of january as far as i'm aware and yeah all these articles that are printed on like a two week or even a one week schedule they pre-printed a nice puff piece just in time for it to be immediately outdated by a shift in current affairs yeah i just want to go on a personal spiel here in that this is a this is going to be such a fucking weird one but when i was younger uh, we're talking like primary school maybe just after primary school but like b- before secondary school well, i'll put it that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the mornings whenever i had breakfast it would be me and my dad having br- 
well, me having breakfast because my dad had his breakfast at stupid o'clock in the morning because that's how he'd be. And we'd watch Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's basically like the world's version of The Last of Summer Wine in that just everyone's seen it even though you don't really know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Yeah, it is basically a gender-flipped American Last of the Summer Wine. Mm, which is also <laughs> another good show and I'm tempted to do a reaction on it just to... <laughs> just, what, what's more British than Last of the Summer Wine? <laughs> You'd have to pick an era though because I, I'm pretty sure we'd have to pick an episode when Compo was still alive. Compo was our... Like, I know what the best trio is and that's Clegg, Compo and uh, I think his name was Foggy. Yeah, Foggy. The, the guy who played <laughs> Mr. Barraclough from Porridge. Mm, mm. Like, that, those three were the golden trio in my brain. Every episode with those guys was a good crack. We're getting a bit off topic, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, we ch- chatted about <laughs> Last of the Summer Wine for 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, Betty White off-camera, well, even a little bit on-camera, is basically the inspiration for a lot of the badass grandma tropes that we have, e- that endure even to this day. The grandma that wears the leather jacket, dr- rides the motorcycle, and flips you off as you're uh, as she's leaving the house with love. She was an absolute badass. She's going to be sorely missed. Yeah. So on, on that little bit of silent note, how has your week been? i got a few things to talk about. This is not a wrestling podcast, but I will always <laughs> use it as a platform to bitch about the WWE. <laughs> it's a new, it's a brand new year. They had a pay per view called Day One on New Year's Day. Okay. Their top star, at least for one of their brands, is a man named Roman Reigns. Okay. He has leukemia. Oh. This has been a thing for a while. It's not brand new knowledge. He had to walk away from the wrestling world. He didn't compete during the initial stint of coronavirus. Apparently, it actually didn't have anything to do with him being immunocompromised. Apparently, it was actually just because he wanted time off to spend with his daughters. But it doesn't matter. He took time off because of this. Mm-hmm. Over the New Year period, he tested positive for COVID. Ooh. So he had to take time off because, duh. His opponent at day one was Brock Lesnar. And this was for the title belt, which means they were lacking a title fight for day one. So they took Brock Lesnar and put him in the other one. (laughs) So a fatal four-way became a fatal five-way, and yes, wrestling terminology is dumb. (laughs) And then Brock Lesnar won that. Okay, but he gets to keep his title in a match that wasn't his title match. No, he won the other title. Roman Reigns held... Right, cool. There's two brands, there's two top titles, one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Roman Reigns is a SmackDown champion. He couldn't compete because COVID, so Brock Lesnar, his opponent, got put in the Raw title match. I vaguely remember this by having a game that was SmackDown versus Raw. Fair enough. There loads of them are called that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Brock Lesnar is now the champion of the other brand. This is the problem with a scripted sport. They didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big E, who is the best wholesome champion of the world, now has no title belt and is probably going to be relegated to obscurity. And I'm sad about that. Ooh. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's just weird. COVID guidelines means Reigns is out for a week at most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, that's not a lie. That's a bit of a lie. Maybe two weeks, because, yeah. But by all accounts, the dude's vaccinated, you know? Yeah, 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 I- yeah. I'll give WWE some credit in uh, that this isn't a moral choice they've made. It's a business decision where they've actually told performers, by the way, if you don't get vaccinated, we're not going to push you very hard. Not because we care about you being vac- vaccinated, but because of the states we go to having certain mandates, and also if you get ill, which is more likely without the vaccine, it means you're going to miss time. And if you miss time, we can't have you be prominent because then people are going to know you're missing. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those annoying things where they're making the right decision, but they're doing it for the worst fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, more importantly, fucking WWE is firing more people. They just love to fire people. Like All the other people have been budget cuts, allegedly, even though they've had the most profitable year they've had in ages but whatever the new newest round of firings came from NXT and there's no real polite way of putting it but it used to be Triple H's baby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what basically happened is well Triple H has had time off because he's been seriously ill yeah 
And Vince McMahon has decided, well, NXT didn't beat AEW at the ratings, so that means Triple H is shit and all of his ideas are shit, so now NXT is mine and I'm going to do what I want with it. That is pretty much a very Vince McMahon thing to think and do and, yeah. And it's taken this long for him to decide, cool, I'm now going to fire everyone who Triple H loves. That's a bit of a fucked up way of putting it. No, it's a, it's a business thing of these people were brought in by Triple H, they're loyal to Triple H, they gotta go. Yeah, it's a loyalty firing, yeah. yeah. It's really fucking sucks. Samoa Joe is the most recent victim who got singled out and fired on his own last night. I, I tell a bit of a lie, the previous NXT firings happened like two or three days ago, but I, I'm pretty sure I've kept quiet about it. Sure, sure. Book of Boba continues to be good. Yeah, I've not watched the second episode yet. I'm trying to get my folks to watch the first episode. We finished Hawkeye. Yes, we spoke about it. Oh, wait, no, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we spoke about it in private, but not on stream. So, yeah, me and my folks have finished Hawkeye, and we're now waiting for Book of Boba. So, apologies for interrupting your week with something that happened in my week that I forgot to talk about. <laughs> Generally, Hawkeye good. I think you said the same yourself. Hawkeye good, was not expecting good, and it surpassed all expectations, which is f- fantastic. Now you need to go back and watch Daredevil. Oh, boy. That's a lot of homework on Netflix. That might no longer be canon. It's definitely canon. Is it the same Matt Murdock and Spider Man? It's the same Matt Murdock and it's the same Kingpin. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I acknowledge that you probably weren't aware it's the same Kingpin. No, because I've only watched one episode of Daredevil. There's two personal notes I want to leave off. I say personal. The games I've done. Our Endwalker episode's out, so I'm now going to very briefly touch on Pandemonium. Yeah, yeah, Panda came out, and it was a white person and not a black person. Yeah, no, I fucked up. Yeah, no, I listened to that bit back, and I went, oh, he's going to fucking know. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got gaslit into thinking that... Hey, in my defense, about five minutes after that, I um, I basically went, my brain's melted. We've been talking for two hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in my defense, I acknowledged I was being a bit dippy, but... By the end <laughs> but yeah those raids are very fun yeah i've not tried them on savage or extreme I, I, they're, they're the same thing yeah they're the same thing it's savage for normal raids it's extreme for trials yeah i don't know why they bother making the distinction either but they do yeah 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 like, all raids are is four trials in a row there's no functional difference with a thread connecting them and you get a little tiny bit of story rather than a load of story that you have to go through to get to them i can already see some mechanics that are clearly going to be changed enough to be real dicks in savage Yeah. The very last thing I'm going to touch upon, because I think we're getting a bit long in the tooth, I've got a new game on my phone. Oh? It's called BeatStar. I've definitely said this on the podcast before, but I'll reiterate it. I'm a fan of rhythm games. Yeah. It's 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 free buttons. It's mostly pop and crap that I don't listen to, but I don't care. It's a rhythm game, and I'm into that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne on it, so that's the song I've been playing the most. <laughs> oh, man. I also remember the year 2000. <laughs> Who didn't have a crush on Avril Lavigne going up? Liars. I was bullied out of have, not having a crush out on her because a girl that I went to school with hated her guts. It's like, that bitch took my look! That sort of thing. Oh, it's even worse. It was her best mate's look. Oh. By wearing a wearing a tie with a t-shirt as a, as a teenager. Man, Avril Lavigne is one of those weird things where I... Like, I didn't even particularly care for the music, even at the time. It's just, it was always on. Mm-hmm. And also, I was a prepubescent kid going through puberty, and it hit a lot of um, a lot of checkpoints. Yeah, yeah, it would do, actually, because they don't popularise subcultures very much in media. So, when you see someone who is going against the grain a little bit, like, not as much nowadays, because there are so many people, and you can just go on, like, a subreddit to find out something that you like. Death by Snoo Snoo. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The game's fun. It's simple. Is it a buy-to-play one, or do you pay for extra tracks, or both? It's entirely free-to-play, but... Free-to-play, buy tracks, okay. Yeah, you can buy songs, or you just earn them. Sure, 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 a combination of both. I had to turn notifications off, because the game is 
one of those. Yeah, you get six a day. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I hate it. And also, I don't download many new apps on my phone, so I always forget until they send me the first notification to turn that fucker off. Mm. The only apps that send me notifications are WhatsApp and my text messages. Everything else can fuck off. Yeah, the the weather. (laughs) Apparently I can't block the weather, and the weather keeps harassing me that, yes, you live in Yorkshire, and it's winter. It's shit. Every day there's a freaking rain warning, wind warning, snow warning, ice warning, or just general you live in Yorkshire warning. (laughs) But yeah, that's about the long and short of my week. Mm. So, Rick, we're finally there. We're at the chosen time. Do you want to tell the audience what we're doing this week? We're watching The Ghost and Molly McGee. It's available on Disney Plus, and we're starting in three, two, one, and go. Hey, good job. You got it right that time. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but these ghosts remind me so much of Hot Diggity Demon. I don't know what that is. He's a an amateur a- animator. Oh, okay. When he's doing his soapbox of stuff at home, he also has a ghost as his, like, number two to bounce things off and be sarcastic at him. Okay. Scratch, indeed. Uh. His mouth's full. <laughs> oh, that's some real gross shit. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the point of ghosts sometimes. Oh, yeah, that- sometimes. There you go. Apparently, it's like, yeah, you're disgusting and we hate you, but you're doing you're doing your job. So, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> or your job is incidentally done for you by the fact that you were posted somewhere shite. Yeah, true, true. Oh, not a fan of that. Put on legs. <laughs> This is literally a bit of a um bit of a bit of a dig at those you know those nice guys who are like, why won't you go uh, will you go out with me? No. Ah, you're an ugly bitch anyway. Yeah, I like being alone. I like being a Ronin. <laughs> hey fuck you, Ronin are cool. <laughs> not the um not the sexual Ronins. There's a sexual Ronin? Yeah. It's someone who is never tied down and like Basically forever alone, but also... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Carried off by raccoons. <laughs> I make one promise. <laughs> How hard is it not to burn shit, guys? <laughs> oh, that's too real. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those, right, you've got a house. Yeah, you've got a permanent project, you've got, you got walls, you've got a roof. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Okay, it falling apart isn't great, but 
Yeah, he even calls it a fixer upper in the cra- in the in the script. So there we go. <laughs> How corporeal are ghosts? Apparently, quite. Yeah, in this in this situation, we even saw it earlier when the council guy got he, he, the pizza dropped on his face. I f- I assume rules are weird uh, when you're actually in the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of an adorable oh, okay. reaction to have a, to meeting a ghost, right? <laughs> Puts him together like a freaking Picasso. <laughs> That's some potent magic right there. Hmm. Oh, he didn't try very hard, did he? Yeah, he just dropped it down a hole. Okay, so he can actually do his job properly if he needs to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is is what we're establishing. That's some oogie boogie shit right there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> she loves the goth stuff. Which is weird considering her uh, apparel. Well, yeah, she's a bit of a skater. Jesus Christ, how. Who thought Avril Lavigne would be a relevant topic today? <laughs> she just put on Christmas lights. Uh, so that would seem. She just had Christmas lights on hand. Oh, they did just move, I suppose. True, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> Curse backfires. Man, that is sad, though, that the best friend that you've ever had is a ghost in your attic. A little bit. This is some fucking uh, Morticia Adams shit. Hmm, hmm. I'm not a massive fan of the dangling testicle nose that he has, though. That's just a, that's just what animation is nine times out of ten. Yeah, like a dangling testicle nose, yeah. <laughs> uh, not my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very fucking prompt about decorating, ain't she? Mm-hmm. So he's immune to paint, but he still leaves an imprint when she goes over it with a roller. Uh, you know what? It's cartoon logic, my friend. Yep. <laughs> Is there anything stopping him from just leaving? He must be soulbound in a house. He might be, because that's where the portal was where he came out, so it might just be a case of... But that might have... Oh, no, but he came from the trash can. Yeah, oh, yeah, fair enough. He might have just brought the trash can home. Potentially, I suppose. Hey, there's a Brighton in the UK, too. It is the gay capital of the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My mum used to go there once a year, and it happened to be on Pride Weekend. That must have been fun. It, she went for something else, but it happened to be Pride Weekend. I thought she ate him. <laughs> okay, so yes, he is soulbound, or so it seems. That would actually be hell. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it doesn't work if he goes through the portal to the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Don't you ghost me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't admit to your boss that you accidentally fucked up a core element of your job. Mm-hmm. That's fucking mean. It is. Killed a human. Okay, so that's going to be the plot of the entire series. I don't think so. I think that's going to last like an episode at most. <laughs> that sounds like uh, DiMaggio. It does, actually, yeah. Oh, well, that's the point. If the family moves, that still counts, right? Yeah, so it would seem. Why even bother keeping up the charade, innit? <laughs> yeah, they've already said, ridiculous, you have no friends. <laughs> Spook Spookios! Of course. Would you eat green cereal? It's not green, never mind. Yeah, it just comes in a green box. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> gross. He's barfed back up into the box. Wow. Bring yourselves. Bring yourselves. <laughs> well, at, least he, at least he backtracked. Mm-hmm. How come the rest of her family are such bitches? Uh, they might get their um, memories wiped of this incident. Doubt. Really, the only belonging you want to bring is the cereal that looks quite shit and cheap. Yeah. I hope, well, at least it's not the one that the son's vomited in. <laughs> yeah, that's a. <laughs> that sounded like Amethyst for a second. It did a bit, yeah. Oh, he's one of those, is he? Mm -hmm. I like how the kids are actually a mix of the mom and the dad. The dad being Ginger, and it makes makes the kids. Oh, it was the one she vomited in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've got the mum's shape and the dad's gingerness making them... Are they ginger in any way? Well, they've got red hair. No, they don't. It's black hair, isn't it? Am I colourblind? with red highlights, which is like dark red. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but... Compared to the mum, who's got completely black hair with no red highlights. I suppose. Man, that's weird, isn't it? This is the second protagonist. We've got from a from Disney, Disney cartoon that's from Thailand, yeah, or from Thai descent. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, this is this is his turn. This is a very cute gag. Yeah, yeah, Oh, fucking grandma is a fucking expert at this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like, her opening statement on it was, honour your ghost, and he was like, oh, I, I can deal with this. Uh, it might make me a massive fucking weeaboo, but I do quite like the um, Asian cultural traditions of um, 
honouring departed spirits. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so it's uh, it's half episodes, and we're just rolling straight into the second one. Yeah, I kind of knew that already because all the episode titles are split in two on Disney Plus. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, okay, so by the end of the series, or probably actually probably by about episode six or seven, by the rate that it's going on. Uh, we're probably going to have to have this guy dealing with what we saw happen to the previous ghost at the very beginning. Yeah, that he's not been doing the scares enough and the town has become nicer. Hmm, yep, yep. Unnecessary, but okay. <laughs> That's not bad fucking drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope she gets some weirdo friends to be weirdo friends with. I also hope this. Her, her very own Willow. Oh, Willow's not weird. <laughs> yeah, she's just ostracised. She was fighting an uphill battle against actual socialites. <laughs> yeah, using a toolkit that wasn't her best. Well, it wasn't even that. It was literally like... The only reason she lost her best friend is because of her best friend's parents, who know how to play social games, because fucking I hate upper-class people so much. Yeah, and she was forced into a, the Abomination class when she was very definitely better at being a druid. This is why I really like the principal in that show. Oh, yeah. When he sees that there is a... A simple thing that you can fix by doing something simple. He very much does it. Like, in the very first series, I forget what episode it is, but it's where Eda's trying to get Luz into the actual school. And, um, I can't remember if it's... I think it's Luz who even... It's either Luz or Eda. It's, it's, been, it's been a while, alright? So apologies if I'm fucking up, and I am fucking up. <laughs> where she just goes, I thought you were on the side of so-and-so. And he goes, no, I'm a principal, not a toady. Mm. <laughs> well, I think he... I think they even do the thing that She's trying to convince him to let Luce into the, uh, into the school, and he's already said, yes, that's an excellent idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she's still trying to convince him, and she goes, wait, what? <laughs> I like that trope, when someone immediately agrees, and the other person keeps on trying to convince them. It, it is an adorable one. That is a really teacher-looking teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the visceral cornea um, of oh, the eye, no. eyeball. On the wall. I, was, I wasn't even paying attention. I'm just... I feel so bad for her right now. And fuck you, Scratch. <laughs> I'm Slippy. <laughs> is that an eyeball? It just looks like the planet Earth. Uh, okay, planet Earth is on top. The eyeball is... Yeah, there. Oh, it honestly looked like a brain for a minute. Okay. It has an iris that's detached from the rest of the thing. Oh, I hate this bitch. It will be kind kind of interesting if they have the um the bitch as an actual friend. That would be great, but I'm getting vibes of I'm going to pretend to be nice in front of everyone, but I'm going to be a real cunt behind everyone's back. What did she just say cuz I was calling her a cunt while she spoke? She's taken her to um the stage to do something or other. Oh, she said her name incorrectly. Oh my days, people need to get over this shit. 
I'm really digging this animation right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's turning into a pig. <laughs> Wondria. <laughs> She's grinding her upper lip with her teeth. <laughs> you know what? It really sucks, but that's kind of... Oh, here's the actual best friend. Hmm. This is real as fuck. Simple little mistakes you make in child... Well, I say childhood, in the schoolroom do get blown way the fuck out of proportion. Yeah, that condemn you to a life of ostracism. Yeah. Sorry, cute how he's wiggling his feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has feet when he needs to be cute with them. <laughs> or when he needs to be gross with them, like in the first episode when... <laughs> Man Little shit Yeah even her sandwich got fucking beaten Holy shit mm, she's mm. good at this shit mm, mm, mm. It's some bullshit when your own team decides to betray you <laughs> Well he's kind of He's kind of a switch on that He's on her side when it's convenient. I didn't to him. mean the ghost. I meant her actual dodgeball team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I get the ghost a dick. <laughs> oh my Bob. god, that's fucked. So she's probably also half Irish then, with a fucking surname like McGee. Yeah, yeah. So I and the dad's ginger. Like... Yeah, I think she's Irish. That's a fucking great way of mashing those two words together. <laughs> That's some uh, that's some chipper attitude right there. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's so many Disney protagonists that are just this sunny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she acknowledges it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she is the dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> That's true. Dude, even in college, it was like you go to the fucking... It's not really a nurse, but, you know, first aid place. Uh, and she'd be like, uh, yeah, I've got a headache, can I have some paracetamol? I'm not allowed to give people paracetamol. Then what are you fucking here for? Yeah, it's the most basic thing that you can get for 16p. I... Literally, there was a, like, I worked animal care. Injuries were common. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, like, you had instances of people walking down to the local Tesco to buy paracetamol because the quote-unquote nurse wouldn't fucking dish them out. No one's fuck well, okay, it's very incredibly rare that someone's allergic to paracetamol, and they're probably not going to ask for it if they're allergic to it. Mm-hmm. By the age of 17, you have probably had paracetamol and know if you're allergic or not. 
paracetamol is the primary ingredient, well, not the primary ingredient, the primary active ingredient of Calpol. The primary ingredient is sugar. <laughs> so if you've not had Calpol as a baby, then, or as a kid, then... <laughs> I remember my um <laughs> my sister once had to ring poison control because her kid drank an entire bottle of cowpole because it tasted that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's so little paracetamol in it that you can just do that. <laughs> yeah, but like literal child, like four, right? Mm, mm, mm. So it's just like very smart to ring if you're not sure. Oh, looks like Scratch feels too bad and is going to. Uh, Well, even Scratch can say her name properly. To be fair, she made it a point often enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cute. It's a really cool vocal effect they're doing with the um, echo of his own voice behind her, so you know she's possessed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is actually going to have a bit of a dual effect, as well as helping out Molly... It's also going to fuck up this girl's actual life a little bit. It's going to take a bit of a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If everyone's going to be calling her Andrea from now on, then... Now, here's the thing. I think Molly literally can't say the name the other way because of her accent, because she's from elsewhere in the country. Yay! Oh, that's that was really sweet. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that she can't pull that card no more. <laughs> She's got ectoplasm in her ear. Oh, that's gross. I'm glad everything worked out in the end. And to be fair, he was a big part of that, Molly. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. That said, he also did the initial fuck up, so I guess it cancels it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little cat face. <laughs> she's doing. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> Once again, uh, the voice of the actual ghost sounds like um, Gaspacho from Chowder. He's done other things, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, good job, everyone who worked on this. That was a very fun first two episodes. Yeah, I, I realise when my face is aching from smiling, but yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fun little romp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm sad we couldn't do it during Spooktober. Yeah, although that being said, this would have been a little uh, ray of sunshine in an otherwise depressing month. <laughs> man, we had to do the Muppets. Yeah. This was better than the Muppets fucking Halloween thing, man. My opinion. <laughs> uh, we're on no, the Danish voices. The languages? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to make the gag that I always make that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had quite a bit of fun. I'm I'm probably not going to binge this all in a day, although you definitely could. Like 20 minutes for, and there's only 10 minutes each. Like, that's like a couple of hours at most. Yeah, there's not a massive amount of it. But man, Disney kind of knocking it out of the park. Well, I mean, they've kind of fumbled with the Owl House deciding it's not good enough, but whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got the Owl House, we've got Amphibia, and now we've got this. Like, that's a powerful fucking new trio. Yeah, yeah. Any Disney cartoon that's not just Sunshine and Rainbows, like, 
obviously this mostly is sunshine and rainbows but anything that's not just a um a new take on what mickey is doing today and what minnie is doing today what donald and goofy are doing today is generally pretty good as long as it's not meant entirely for six-year-olds i i get you i get you you saying that actually just reminded me the only that <laughs> bear in mind the only reason copyright law changed in the us of a is because disney wanted to keep the rights to mickey for longer give it about three more years and we're going to get another court case where they're going to be like actually we should still own mickey because money <laughs> yeah. yeah the original thing was if the original creator hasn't used it for 50 years i.e after they have died yeah <laughs> then it goes to public domain and and Disney do not want Mickey Mouse going to public domain. As if it's going to stop China from printing t-shirts with Mickey Mouse on it. Yeah, that's not the point. It's more about the US market. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I believe it's actually coming up to the 70-year mark, which is where they... Not 70-year mark. Whatever fucking goalpost they moved it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's coming up soon, and it's going to be very interesting. I like. Well, it's not going to be interesting. What's going to happen is they're going to make a big deal about it, and then they're going to promptly shut them the fuck up with some money. Yeah, yeah. I would see them actually moving the goalpost back, but then putting in a clause for a holding company that keeps on actively using it at least every two years Bleh, i don't know it's it's scummy and it's it's honestly it's kind of against what walt sort of believed yeah absolutely like there was a, a captain america and fantastic four film made in the 80s and 90s that were just never intended to be released but they had to make the film to keep the contra- copyright yeah the Fanta- fantastic four's notorious for it mm, mm. man i'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> them in the mcu but let's not get sidetracked too much <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we kind of already covered it. Like, solid episode, solid starter. I, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good setting setter on both sides of the coin, both for uh, ghost culture and Molly's emerging school life. Yeah, it's definitely going to come to an episode where Molly's probably going to end up going to the fucking ectoplasm world to try and argue the case for Scratch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what my prediction. I could very well be wrong. If that's not episode 10, then it's going to be close to the end, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's time to get into our final three. All right, so to that end, do you have a favourite moment? Well, my favourite moment was Scratch possessing Andrea, And I think we both brought it up that it was a cool effect. And on top of that, something that you're not going to know if you're only listening to the audio and not following along with the episode, there was a lot of flopping around that was just really funnily animated. <laughs> it was just ragdolling her around the place. I will, I will say, the way you pronounced fucking Andrea really fucking hit my ear wrong just then. Ooh, Andrea. Yeah, don't like that. Mm. Now, if she was picky about that, I'd be on her side, because that's just wrong. Yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. <laughs> But yeah, how about you? What was your favourite moment? My favourite moment was a bit of a gross one because I found it kind of funny and that was the uh, the dad uh, putting the, the puked out fucking uh, cereal everywhere. Drinking the vomit cereal. Uh, yeah. it, made me, it made me at the time even go, Ugh! but it was funny. <laughs> but yes, we can't only dwell on the good. Uh, we do have to touch upon what was potentially bad. So to that end, Rick, what was your weakest link? I think the ghost council are cunts. <laughs> That's quite the take. They're doing their job. But they're being pricks about it. I, it's one of those, I do hope we see more of them. I hope we get to see why they are so jaded and all that. But, you know, it's a bit of a low-hanging fruit from a storytelling perspective that the people in power are assholes. I get you, man. Like, it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, the person on top is a dickhead. It's easy to fight against that because so many people have experienced that. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, everyone's had that manager. And this is a council of that manager that are just reinforcing each other's views, beliefs, and just going, yeah, every time someone says something mean i'm just remembering that fucking mitchell and webb sketch where he's in the interview and they're all doing the normal interview and you got robert webb on the other side going yeah uh-huh yeah prick yeah. and at the end of it he just fucking <laughs> loves the typewriter at his head 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like devil's advocate squared for that interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's literally like, oh, we want to see how you do under pressure. So he's just here to re- enforce some negative reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how about you? Do you have a weakest link? My weakest link is going to be a bit of a cop-out answer because it's the first two episodes, so they couldn't really do this. Sure. We've got a real lack of understanding of how the ghost world works at the moment. Sure. I guess that's going to be something that just builds up over time. Oh, absolutely. Like, I totally respect that it's the first episode. They need to set up, first of all, the main characters, the plot, blah, 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 blah. We're not going to dwell on the fantastical elements too much. That's going to be something we explore during the series. And that's totally how they should play it. Mm-hmm. I'm forced to give a weakest link because it's very hard to find one. <laughs> Yeah, a slow trickle of both fantastical and slice of life. I think they've done got the right balance in the first pair of episodes already. We only have one more thing to actually determine between us. Rick, who was your MVP? I think my MVP has to be Molly McGee, because if it weren't for her interference and perpetual sunny, we wouldn't have an episode, really. We'd just have a family running away with dampened pantaloons and leaving Scratch to his own devices to just continue to be an awful person and an awful at his job and just getting by in a crappy town. <laughs> well, he's not awful at his job, as, as has been established. Well, he's all right. He can do the thing, but even when he does the thing in front of us, sometimes it just fails. <laughs> That's because Molly's special. Yeah, if, if the person listening to your curse just becomes selectively deaf to, to the bad parts and thinks, oh, oh, he said the thing that means that he will be my friend forever. He'll follow me forever to the ends of the earth and we'll be together forever. That's what a friend would do. Yay! Man, in a, in a weird sort of way, this is just fucking Ryuk and Light, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the worst take. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, who was your MVP? MVP is pretty easy. It's going to be Scratch. Yeah. If we didn't give one each to each, then, like, you've not been watching the episode. They both deserve an MVP. They both drove the episode equally. And yeah. I enjoyed every character that got sort of introduced. Like, I'm looking forward to see the obvious budding uh, friendship with uh, Molly and... Is her name Libby? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting going forward, especially seeing as they've already established that that character has been ostracised herself for the X amount of weeks, maybe months. Wait, well, years even, because they said it was like in a different school. Yeah, it was like in kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing, I also see, I can kind of predict that Andrea is going to have a semi-face turn because now she's at the bottom of the social ladder. I don't think she's at the bottom of the social ladder at all. I think it's just all the rules she's established have now gone out the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we could talk bollocks for the rest of the day and that's kind of the point of the podcast but uh, we should probably say goodbye to you all but before we do need to remind you guys about a few things every week going forward at 7pm GMT on a Monday so when these episodes come out we do stream live on the YouTubes so if you want to catch us that's the time for that we haven't set a time in stone yet because of weird real life bullshit we're going to hash that on, out on the podcast uh, after the podcast even and uh, going forward starting this week we will be doing the retros as a live stream and putting up the MP freeze on our audible platforms a little bit later on in the day again to be decided because we need to hash that out but yes thank you for making it this far to the end of our podcast if you liked what you heard and want to give us a comment let us know what you think or even give us suggestions for other things to react to we've got this comment section down below on youtube if you're not watching on youtube and you're listening via one of our many audio platforms we do have an email for you to send us your lovely messages to rick what would that email be nonsense review uk at gmail.com once again, that's nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. There's not much else to say other than keep yourselves safe and keep yourselves happy, guys. We'll see y'all again next week. Bye!